Hi, Sherry Honeycutt, life and business coach here, and welcome to the Design Your Life on Purpose podcast, where my mission is to help you get out of your velvet rut and stop waiting to have the life and business you crave. This is a podcast where I help you get crystal clear about what you want, take inspired action, and step into the power you already possess. I help you get off your butts, B-U-T. I help you lose the weight, W-A-I-T, and create your unique life and business on your terms. Because it won't accidentally happen, my friends. It just won't. So lean into today's content, make the intention to take away a nugget or two, and most importantly, commit to implementing something. If you want to be happy and successful, whatever that means to you, then you must design your life and business on purpose. And I'm here to help you do just that. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. First thing I want to say is... um, there may or may not be a, a little distortion in the sound. <laughs> so I just switched over to Mac. I feel immediately cooler. No, no, no offense, PC people, but I do feel a little bit cooler. But I realized when I moved to Mac that I was going to have to relearn some of these things. So I started to do the podcast, and I'm not exactly sure I have it set up correctly. And what I did is I let that be an excuse to not just sit down and do the work and make this podcast. And I thought, well, that's dumb. I'm just going to record the podcast. And if it's imperfect, which it usually is anyway, because that's okay, it'll just be imperfect. So if you kind of hear my voice warbly in and out, whatever, it's just the deal right? It's just the deal. Let's just not wait for things to have to be perfect to put them out in the world. Boy, that's a that's a thing to live by, right? Yeah, just just do it. Done is better than perfect. Doing it is better than perfect. Okay. So a couple of times I have in the last month or so I have had the opportunity or been prompted to tell a story, a small little story of something fairly significant that happened to me back in 2006. And both times that I shared that story, uh, one woman said, you know, you really need to get up on the stage and tell that story. That's a powerful story. And then today I told it in my mastermind group and someone said, you need to do a podcast on that. So Again, thus the reason I'm just jumping right on, even if the the settings aren't set correctly, because I'm just going to do that. I'm going to create a podcast, going to talk to you guys about this story that happened in 2006. And you may or may not know this, but I rarely sit down and plan out what I'm going to say. So this is just like we're having a conversation. So I'm going to tell you the story. So in 2006, let me set the stage. In 2006 uh, was when my husband at the time had asked for a divorce. Bam! Right between the eyes, hadn't known that was coming, okay, hadn't known that was coming. And it was in the middle of the summer, I remember, because he asked, he he let this be known to me around Memorial Day, and so we're on into the summer and into the fall, and at that time, probably it was still in the summer, I had an office near downtown Asheville uh, on the second floor of this wonderful building, and I had an office outside my home, uh, and it had a landline, and I was in Asheville, North Carolina, and I was um, I was a big networker and I was really you know building my community and and so that's the stage so the the landline rings and I pick it up and there's a man on the other end and he has a very strong Indian accent from India and he says hello are you an intuitive healer and I went 
uh, hello? Uh, no, I'm not an intuitive healer. And I immediately reach over to go grab all my stacks of cards, business cards that I knew of people. Cause of course I'm in Asheville. I can, I can find an intuitive healer. I'm not one, but I can find one. So I said, hang on a minute, let me go find this. And he goes, no, 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 no. I received your number this morning in meditation. What? <laughs> and he said, um, this is the second time I received your number. The first time I was in Tibet and I could not call you. And of course, now, can you imagine what's going on in my head? I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Somebody's pranking me or somebody's going to take me for something. And I say something to that effect. I'm like, what? You know, he goes, no, 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 no. I have received your number and I'm told to call you and tell you that everything will be okay. Now, what? So I'm like, I, I don't understand. I said, are you going to ask for my credit card number in a minute? Talk about negativity, right? And that's exactly what he said. He said, no, 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 because that is the negativity. <laughs> and I remember he said it just like that, negativity. And I'm like, but this is so odd. Why would somebody receive my number? He goes, no, 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 no. I've got to tell you that you will write two books and everything that you are worried about will be okay. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Then he said, now light a candle. Today, do look to the light, not the negativity. <laughs> look to the light, not the negativity. And then he said, okay, good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> and he hung up the phone. Y'all, that is true as I remember it. Now, I know possibility that there are memories that, that change over time, but that to my best of my ability, that is exactly what happened. So I hung up the phone, the landline, and this, then this is what I did. Nothing. I did nothing. I went right back to work, and around noon, I went to meet my friend Catherine for lunch. We're having lunch. We're about 45 minutes into the hour-long lunch. And I said, oh, my gosh, Catherine, I forgot to tell you the strangest thing happened to me this morning. And I tell her the story, and she just looks at me, and she said, Sherry, God calls you on a landline, and you don't even lead with that story? <laughs> God calls you on the landline and you're not even paying attention. Now that has landed. And when I remember that story, I've discovered over the past however many years it's been since 2006, when that story comes into my mind, I'm actually getting kind of choked up about it. It's when I remember that I'm not really present to what's going on. So let's break this down. What is this about? First of all, is it possible that somebody got my number in meditation? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I don't know. Why why would he, why would that not happen? Now does it happen every day? No, do I, you know, absolutely not. It's not happened since. It may never happen again. But, you know, I could imagine someone sitting in meditation and then being given signs or messages to go do something. Who knows? So this man and as far as I know, I'm going to, what's the better story, right? I'm believing that this is true. He called to tell me that everything will be okay. You can hear that I'm getting kind of choked up. Do you know how much I needed that message in 2006? Do you have any idea? I had two young special needs kids. I had, I was getting ready to have to be, support myself. I was trying to negotiate uh, a 
breaking up of a 20 year relationship, 20 plus year relationship. I was going to have to give up that office that I was in in that moment. Things did not feel okay. Things did not feel okay. But I had this stranger with a lightness in his voice telling me that everything was going to be okay. Now, let's not get a romantic notion. You remember, I didn't even lead with that story. So I didn't mean that much in the moment. But boy, did I need to hear that message. Then he went on to say, I will write two books Well, today in my mastermind group, I held up two books I've written. Did you know I've written two books? Most people don't (laughs) because I don't tell a lot of people. Not that I don't proud of the books I am, but it's just an old brand and there's just some reasons I don't talk about it, which is silly. But yeah, I've written two books. I had not had any idea about writing two books when that man called me in 2006. One, I would have told you in 2006 I want to write a book, but I was so far from it. I had no bandwidth to think that I was going to go write a book in the middle of everything that was going down. Right. So, so here's this man that calls me and gives me this message. Now, I don't know where you are on your spiritual beliefs. Sometimes I don't know where I am, but I do believe, I do believe that all around us, there are messages should we choose to see them. And how we interpret them, if we see them, is all up for grabs. But like I said a few minutes ago, what's the better story? So, so here's this thing that happened to me. And in this case, it was fairly pleasant, kind of funny and very unusual. And I could decide to make it mean whatever I want it to mean. But what I am going to take it to mean is that I needed to have something outside of the norm grab my attention. And it actually did when finally when my friend Catherine pointed out to me that it hadn't grabbed my attention. There's been several times in my life, and there's, there's there's another story for another day, where I simply wasn't paying attention until somebody really shook me lovingly by the shoulders metaphorically and said, notice this, notice this, this is important. And perhaps that's the reason I'm telling you the story right now. I don't know what's going on in your life. I do know some things that are going on in my own life, going on in my own life that I'm not noticing. I might see them, I might even speak about them, but I'm not really noticing them. Is that true for you? Are there things in your life that maybe you're just not noticing and and they can be positive things, negative things or fairly benign things? Maybe there's things going on in your life right in front of you that are so delicious, but you are not able to see them because you are stuck in some old negativity, negative do loops. I'll give you an example that's a little off off the mark, but I'll tell you an example. I was telling a friend of mine, a coaching friend of mine, that I was I was built building my uh, sorry I was going to go talk about filling my business uh, retreat, and I said, you know what? I said, I'm just going to go call all the women I know, all the women businesses I know, because damn, they need to know about this. And then out of my mouth, I said, oh, but I'm I'm kind of nervous about doing that. And she said, really? Because she's a fairly new friend. And I think the way I interpreted that really was like, you don't seem like someone who would be nervous to call people. And when she said, really? I went, wait, I'm not nervous to call people about this retreat. I'm excited to call people about this retreat because it's going to be freaking fracking awesome. But what happened was my brain was so used to me saying and feeling nervous about anything dealing with marketing and sales that out of habit, 
I said I was nervous about something. I hadn't noticed, I hadn't noticed that I have gotten over that. Now that's weird, right? I hadn't noticed that was no longer a problem for me. Are you still walking around with some perception of yourself that you've long since gotten over? Have you still, have you still been over-identifying with being disorganized or overly shy or whatever, fill in the blank, um, a nervous person or uh, not clear about what you want, whatever the story is, when in fact that's not true anymore? Is it possible that you that you're just haven't noticed that, wait a minute, I have evolved. I do know what I want. I have decided what I want. Or I'm no longer that shy person. I've been working on this particular issue. And my level of confidence when I walk in a room is much higher than it used to be. This is powerful, you guys, because we get in such a habit of not only the thoughts, but of over-identifying with something that we don't even notice we've gotten better. I work with my daughter about this all the time. She will continue to say that she has these, you know, nervous, that she has these, you know, perception of herself. And I have to turn around and go, no, 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 that's not you anymore. That's certainly not my perception of you anymore. And so sometimes our, we haven't noticed that we're no longer in that place that we were and that, that we've grown for lack of a better word, we've grown. We also may not be noticing things that really are dragging us down. And because we're so used to it, we may not have noticed that, you know what, this career that I'm in, this job that I'm in, this place that I spend so many hours of my life in no longer feeds me. Oh, that one's a hard one. And especially when we, when, when something begins to be less than fulfilling, but yet it's, it's part of the, the machinery of our life, we can really not notice what, that it's not working. That one's really scary. And so if that's you, if you're sitting there going, yeah, I think there's some things that aren't really working for me. I'm just want to send you love and grace because it's really hard to notice or acknowledge even, you know, notice them with the peripheral vision. Like, oh, that isn't working for me anymore. This relationship has uh, transformed into something that doesn't serve me anymore. Uh, the place that I live, this job doesn't work for me anymore. But I'm going to tell you the power of noticing that, the power of paying attention to that sign that you've had, whether it's this podcast or whether it's, you know, whatever it is that's bringing this into vision for you is such a gift. It's such a gift for, you know, so show us the positive things. That's a beautiful gift. Show us the things that aren't working for us. I'm going to tell you that's even a bigger gift. Because the sooner you can reconcile and make a make a peace with the fact that there's something in your life that's not working, and then you do what you've probably heard me talk about before if you've listened to my podcast, take responsibility for that, then happiness is yours much more quickly than pretending that you're happy when you're not. Y'all, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. That breaks my heart the most. And my guess is we, we all do this from time to time. We absolutely do, especially because we think, gosh, if I really admit that XYZ is not working for me, if I really admit 
that I have let this part go or that this part of my uh, relationship is not working or I'm just not happy anymore in the choices that I made for myself, um, then we're going to have to change it. Yep, you are. Or you can settle. (laughs) and uh, some statistics I'll just make up. Let's just go ahead and say it. Probably 80% of the people in the world will just settle. 80% will just go, you know, this is is the lane I chose in my 20s or 30s or wherever, and I'm just going to ride it out till I'm gone. And uh, I sound a little judgy right then. I'm not judgy so much as I'm sad about that. But if you're in that smaller percentage, like I said, in statistics that I just made up, if you're in the smaller percentage of people who are brave and courageous enough to admit, hey, I don't have what I want yet. Oh my gosh, that's the best. Even if it means that you have to kind of wake up and look around and notice that you're not where you want to be. Okay. So that noticing, noticing, because once you notice, my loves, you get to then choose what's next. You get to choose what's next. Now, I'm not going to lay out any kind of idyllic image that it's all perfect, but I will tell you, in my personal beliefs, the the universe conspires in our favor. God, source, whatever your belief is, coincidence, uh, nature, uh, will conspire. It, It has conspired in my favor. When I step into flow and understanding and admit that I want to go out and create something different, I get little, little, uh, little treats all along the way. I, I find the perfect book. I get the the next podcast that I need to listen to. I find uh, a sign on the side of a building that has an affirmation on it. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And for me, that's how I keep moving forward. And it's not because the world just lays out and nothing bad happens. This man calls me in 2006 that tells me everything will be okay. Just look into the light. I had several more years. I had about eight more years of just shit show from 2006 till about 2014. And it didn't get great in 2014, except I fell in love and married the man of my dreams. But but the, the kids and the, the exes and the money and all that was still funky. Okay, so it didn't happen overnight. But the but the noticing of what was working and what wasn't working put me in the driver's seat more. And that's, that's the thing I want us to know here is that, you know, I talk about designing your life on purpose, designing your business on purpose, whatever you're creating, designing it on purpose because autopilot, autopilot only works well if you've created what it is you want and then you put some things on autopilot, but just sort of going through with default by default rarely gets us where we're going. And then we've got a lot of folks who are like, meh. This didn't turn out so hot or I'm unhappy or I didn't take care of this thing back when I could have could have uh, prevented this marriage from ending or I could have, you know, done some things around my health earlier or I could have not put 25 years into that company that I just feel sick about. What if I'd spent that years somewhere else? And again, I'm not trying to promote regret because whenever we get our insight is when we get our insight. Okay, so we can't go back and go, why didn't I get that insight 20 years ago? That's the wrong question. But when we do get the insight, when we do get the ping or the phone call, literally or metaphorically from God or source, our job is to notice and to pay attention and then to take action. So my friends, 
what are you noticing? What are you noticing about what's going well in your life? What what's working well and leaning into that? Or what do you notice where there might be some itchy, pinchy places in your life that aren't working out so well? That's where I want you to lean in. And I'll just pitch, you know, I pitch coaching and I'm sure it's going to come up on the on the outro of my of my podcast. But I just want you to know all of us, every person I know, every human I know has a hard time making shifts and changes in their life by themselves. It's why we are we are tribal creatures. I was I'm I'm reading some books around this. We are tribal creatures. We need mirrors to look into and walls to push up against in relationship and we need people to support us. And whether that's friendships, family, whatever or whether it's more formal in the way of coaching or therapy or whatever whatever way it looks for you, but more times than not, it's very hard for us to change what we're doing and how we're doing it, moving into a new way of doing it without support. And that's what coaching offers you. It's what coaching does for me. I'm very, very rarely without a coach myself because despite how smart I am, (laughs) despite how insightful I am about the way brains work and humans work, doing it for myself is a whole different thing right? So, so understand that leaning into that support is not a sign of weakness. In my, in my view, my friends, it is a sign of strength. So your assignment this week is to just notice, to notice if, if, if God or source or universe is calling you in some way by putting words in front of you, images, ideas, songs that play over in your head, or maybe you'll be kind of like me and maybe you'll actually get a phone call from someone. So I'll leave you with this. Look into the light, not the negativity. Light a candle. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Design Your Life on Purpose podcast, and I sure hope that you're taking away something that you can begin to use today. Speaking of things you can use, I have lots of free things over at SherryHoneycut.com, and the one I want to highlight at today's podcast is something I call Work Your Butt Off, and I spell it B-U-T. Let's get those butts worked off, and it is a 30-day program to help you get your butts off the couch. It's 30 videos, it's a 75-page workbook, I think, and it's free to help you begin to take deliberate action toward getting that thing or those things done. So that's what I've got for you. I would love to invite you over to sherryhoneycut.com. Click under cool stuff and you'll find that. You'll also find the link in the show notes and in the description of this podcast. Y'all, I'm here to help you take action because action is how we begin to get new thoughts around our life. So go check it out. Get your free copy of this course uh, that I've designed and go and design your best life. Until next time.